I don't even remember what color I branded in Mark. Ollie, Ollie, Oxen Free. Brand's always green in my books, brah. Well, my book's out in my, my bag. I don't even have my fucking book. Wow. I'm prepared. Yeah, you're good at this. Hey, to the motherfucking yo! What is up? And welcome back to another episode of Brotherhood Without Man is your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. Reading a Storm of Swords. I had to look at the book. You had to remember what book we were reading. Right. Yeah. As always, I'm your host, Zach, and sitting here next to me, being barely tolerated by all of us, my brother, Nate. Hey, so also, I realized that while for us at the moment and many of our listeners, we're back. We're back. There's plenty of them. That are just binging. They don't even know that there was a fucking break. But that's all right, because sometimes when I'm downloading podcasts that I enjoy, <laughs> wink, wink, uh... I look at the date that they're posted, and I like to see time differences and see, like, was there a, a, a normal week gap jump here? And, uh, hey, welcome back. If uh, if you're not new around here, you know we just came back from a big, 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 big break, which we're not sorry for, but we appreciate that you all missed us. We needed to step away for a minute. After two consecutive years of releasing at least one episode a week, if not two for a majority of it. Typically two. We needed to take a break and not have a deadline looming over our heads while Nate transitioned some job stuff as yeah. well as some car stuff. Nate got a new car. <laughs> and uh, other things like that. Yeah, we're doing all sorts of cool and stuff. And so now that we have the time to sit down, we wanted to get some content out for you folks. And boy, we have lots of it planned because, duh, we're finishing these books. Yeah. No you, didn't sh- think, you didn't think we'd leave you hanging, like, did you? We'll let you just sit around forever. No way. So we're back from the hiatus. But if you joined us last time, last episode, we were reading Arya 4. Truth be told, I didn't look at my notes and see what the fuck Arya I was doing. I believe that one, if no, again, it's been just Do as it. long for oh. me. She know. was being chased down by Harwin? No, God, no. No, no, no. no Is no. that old? Am I was, yeah, from? you're old. She was with Bear, uh, the Brotherhood Without Banners. They were um, looking for Beric Dondarrion. So it was the chapter were, after. I'm not way off. That was one chapter They were diddy buffing around the uh, Riverlands yeah, and yeah. Uh, were they trying went to find Beric Dondarrion. Yep, met the Lady of the Trees and stopped at Acorn Hill. Right. Where Arya was sort of taken care of by the Lady of Acorn Hill. Till she remembered or learned, A, that Arya's fucking Arya. Right. Don't you try and stick no dress on her. Not until, because mm-hmm. the lady still appreciated yeah, yeah. it. Because Arya then, dirtied the dress right. with So Gendry. she did dress, she tried to dress her back up in dresses again, realized it wouldn't work for riding, and gave her some of her son's clothing instead. We and... got a little bit of growth on Arya because she did apologize for wrecking the beautiful dress, even though it wasn't her style, it was beautiful, and the woman said... It, it was a beautiful dress, as are you, child. Right. Be brave. And so. And Gendry almost caught some shit for <clears throat> stirring up stirring and messing the dress. Up. And then they were like, no, no, Harwin no. Harwin no, no. was like, no, this is how she was at Winterfell. Don't, don't give Gendry too much shit. Right. But uh, we're not with little Arya. We're not with little Arya today. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have cried foul that we, we stopped before right this here. chapter. Yeah, I know. And I know. so uh, this chapter, we're going to be reading Danny 2 of A Storm of Swords. When we last left Danny, in, and funny enough, when I when I did, because I did look at these notes to see where Danny was in her <laughs> her last chapter, they're almost unrelated. Uh, yeah, Danny in her she's first chapter, she's on a boat, and they're kind of on a boat. She's going back to Magister Illyrio, but she's also kind of trying to figure out where she wants to go next as queen, as Daenerys Targaryen. That's when we get creepy fucking rapey Jorah and <sighs> Nate, Danny. Nate and I, and thankfully. Most, most, if not all, of our listeners are pretty sound in the mind because you all as well vocalize your distaste uh, for Book Jorah. 
And that was pretty much where it was left was Danny got fondled by this man. And then he basically was claiming three heads has the dragon is the prophecy, your queen. And I could be one of those. No, go fuck off. Dora, Which is what we had. The lion, the witch and the audacity of this bitch. And so we pick up Danny too. And she has made her decision as to where. I mean, we yeah, she made it there one, at the end. I love, I love this chapter right out of the gate because we're just plopped in it. Like, bam, she's in the Plaza of Pride. What the fuck's right. Plaza of Pride? Read another paragraph. We're about to find out. Yeah, I started this one with. It, you get a history lesson. I love this history lesson. She's so. she's standing in the Plaza of Pride. Sun is baking down on her. It's fucking hot, and she's looking at the bronze harpy atop the fountain. This is the first image we get of Astapor. This bronze harpy, and she explains that this isn't. The harpy of geese, of old geese. This is this is the bastard, the mongrel Ugh. version of Astapor's version. The harpy of geese uh, had a thunderbolt in her claws and was something to be feared and an image to be awed by and look up to. This harpy holds slave chains and is is a mongrel. I didn't note it very well, as you heard, but did it say bastard of geese? Like, no, no, no. Uh, they're they're described as mongrels okay. and. Uh, I actually immediately thought that that was an interesting reflection of Danny because look at the Targaryens right. of old Valeria compared to the Targaryens of Westeros mm-hmm. and that mongrel representation of these dragon lords with these shrunken dragons yeah, and yeah. this image of a harpy of a dragon, this you know three heads on the banner, beautiful representation to them. The last we knew, the smallest dragon was no bigger than a dog. Like right. that's uh, it, to me. It was this reflection as, as well as these. We uh, we went deep into the Ozymandias comparison for Danny of these monuments, these statues, and especially with Danny's connection to the Dothraki with dragging these fallen monuments of yeah, fallen kingdoms. These and... statues, these monuments, we know have significance, and so calling it a mongrel, I really liked because. Danny herself is sort of the mongrel version of Targaryen, or could be the resurgence of the old way of Valeria. Right. So at that, with her dazing off and staring off into space, thinking about this Best and daydreaming, ever. Krasnus Monaklaz shouts back for her attention. Uh, do you have the quote? No, no, uh, no. Yeah, he's just, a cunt. Yeah, he's the uh, biggest cunt. And it's fucking wonderful because Danny's feigning ignorance. She's acting like she doesn't understand right. his high Valerian. So I thought this... This whole scene, the whole Unsullied and everything was very enjoyable in the show. Yep. And it was quite accurate, I believe. I don't... Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good to form. And so I just love getting her internalizations here that we don't get, obviously, in the show. And fuck, I love this plot. Feigning ignorance, Danny turns to his translator. A girl no older than 10. She had a flat, round face, dusky skin, and the golden eyes of Narth. The peaceful people they were called. Yeah. So again, um, let's point out the the show to book difference. Our upstairs sorry. neighbor just... turned down for what? <laughs> yeah. There, uh, if there's a loud thump there, we apologize. That was... They probably didn't hear shit. Right. But anyway, Missandei is ten. I love in this. this. I, um, Missande is a baller. Fucking wonderful. Yeah, like, dude. Holy I fucking love, I love do it, girl. Uh, and she's a badass. And like, I love Natalie Emmanuel. Like and what she did in the show was outstanding. But as a ten-year-old, everything holy... is much more impressive. Right, so and much more impressive. That puts her at like, in my opinion, that Arya level. Of, She's like, on track, master class. Like, of like, it, she for some reason I think of her as like a Varys. Varys, yeah. Like, she is Danny's master soft, of whispers. Round, you know, but yeah. but peaceful people. But she could get into places and 
she speaks Clearly. fucking 13 different right. languages. Like, she's awesome. <laughs> she's so fucking awesome. But we learn here that it had been Jorah who suggested speaking mm. only Dothraki and the common tongue to appear more savage and maybe help with the negotiations, which actually, I hate him, but I do got to give him, it's a fucking genius. Right. Well, we know he's a creeper. He also, he unfortunately, used to deal has, in slaves. he has intelligent thoughts. So he knows how to deal right. with slavers, right. Uh, and this is where, basically, Krasnus starts fucking telling uh, Masande to hurry up, tell the, the Westerosi whore what she would know as it's fucking hot here, and it is. But the Unsullied stand, not bothered in the least not even by the bit. heat. Yeah, so we're going to get a lot of the touting how how unbelievable they are. Uh, Masanda is obviously just kind of translating all the good stuff, as we know. Um, a thousand were brought out for her inspection, wearing only loincloth and a con- conical bronze helm, which uh, missed opportunity for the show of just an army of these fucking goons with these helms. <laughs> oh, my God. But... Uh, so she, she, because Missandei, 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 I'm going to say it different every time because sure. I do what I want. Fuck it. And We're back, bitch. You she, asked for it. She had for, uh, Krasnus had asked what Danny thinks of them. And uh, I just really thought it was important to point out that Jorah's not here to tell her how to answer. And she offered praise without actually, uh, or Com- she like, she complimented them without offering praise to keep the price. No, up. they they clearly are you know they're magnificent to to behold. Yep, they sure are. Not they they're you know well the trained. The fiercest things I've ever not, seen. Like she, right, yeah. she speaks the proper praise, and no, I thought Danny's that was fucking on it here. Clever. And uh, Missande translates that they are chosen young for size, speed, and strength. They train every day from dawn till dusk until they've mastered short sword, shield, and the three spears. And only one in three boys even survives the training. These ones have stood here for a day and a night with no food or water. And this is when Arston Whitebeard speaks up, calling it madness. And Danny kind of ruminates here that he didn't want to come to Astapor at all. Right. Which is why she brought him to the Plaza right. of Pride and not Jorah. So, in my opinion, is in your opinion, because this is what I think, what do you think, um... Is it for Barry just because he's working, as as far as he sees at the moment, working for uh, Illyrio, and Illyrio had commanded him to bring the girl back here, yep. and so he's going against a direct order? Or do you think it's because of the oh, slave I, I, army? I don't because think... Because she hasn't filled him in on the... Her, oh, I'm going to trade my dragon and then and then turn it I on. I don't think there's any loyalty specifically to Illyrio Mopatis. I think that was a means to the end. You think it's the slave and driving? I think it's that... Danny's a Targaryen, and he served Rhaegar. He served Ares. He he was fond of at least Rhaegar and some of Ares' rule. And so I think it's that is like don't taint yourself by buying slaves when so yeah you when not knowing he, the plan. Don't go there because you're going to be buying slaves, and right. that's not good for you. When he yeah, so if she just filled him in, he'd probably be a little more willing. But. And yeah, so. Uh, Arston calls it madness, but Krasnus calls it obedience. And Danny ignores them both and walks the line, noting there's Dothraki and Lazarine and Carthine and some summer islanders, all ranging in age from 14 to 20, she would guess. And this is when it's revealed that all Unsullied are eunuchs. And Krasnus continues through Musande of saying what they lack in brute strength, they make up for in discipline. Which is... Uh... 
I don't know if that's just something important to note, but they, you know, it's they don't have the strength because they're cut right. before they before they hit puberty. Right. And so they, they don't, don't have that testosterone. And that, so yeah. Right. And so they're mentioning that specifically. You will find men stronger. You will never find any better trained. Absolutely obedient. Absolutely loyal. And absolutely without fear. And Krasnus whips one of them to show, and it cuts a line. Uh, or, and then moves to another, demands his sword, and cuts a line up his belly. Well, that's, and, yeah, because Arstan didn't believe him. He's like, every man fears maiming. Like, yep. it's, it's no, yep. that's, that's bullshit. Nope. He's like, well, let me show you yeah. how wrong so you are. So he's got his control whip, basically, that he whips one with, and there's no reaction, and then tells another one, give me your sword. Cuts a line up his belly, and then saws off the nipple, the famous line, uh, scene from the show, yeah. which is pretty much on point. Because yeah, Danny makes the mistake of calling it the bravery. Mm-hmm. I, I get that they're brave. I got it. And he's like, no, it's not that they're brave. They don't feel pain. They've been drinking uh, in small wine doses. Of, the wine of courage, the as wine it's of called. Courage. It's funny that it's the exact same thing that the warlocks drink, and yet it's used for a completely different reason. It's not for that mind-altering mystical powers, whatever the warlocks think they're fucking They drink it with each meal, and each year they feel less and less. The Unsullied are the purest creations on the earth. They want nothing. They aren't even permitted names. They pick a new one each day out of a fucking hat. And it's things that are gross to remind them that uh, they're gross. They're nothing. Those who can't remember are called in training, as are those who can't run all day in full pack. Scale a mountain in the black of night or slay an infant. So, uh, interesting enough, um, can't run all day and night in full pack. Uh, that I won't pretend to be versed well in military knowledge, but uh, I know that that is like boot camp level training of right. running in full pack and that that's no joke. All scaling, day and all night. Scaling a mountain in the black of night, something Jon Snow has done, and thought to himself about how much better Arya or people like Brand, Arya would be better even. at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just liked, I sort of got these different call-outs. Or slay an infant. We've only gotten one person who's been blamed for that so the mountain. far. Oh, two. Mm-hmm. The mountain and Cersei. And Cersei, right. But we right. know it's not Cersei. It was Joffrey who ordered the infant slain. Right. And so... The, there's just some interesting, I don't know, like parallels, com- parallels with this, draw. with the Unsullied to different activities that people are capable of. And it's interesting. So we've got like a Jon Snow, the sort of militarized, you right, know, running right. all day. And then the Joffrey Baratheon, yeah. Cersei, like it's that, like there's honor in it. And there's, you know, being mm, able to run thing. all day and full, like, you know, you're a badass. You can do that shit. You can scale a mountain in the dark. That takes Arya level right, skills right. and cunning. And then you get the Joffrey taint in there of slaying infant. And it's just almost. Oh, and shit, Danny thinks here. Yeah, she's aghast by it because she, oh, yeah, she, she, she learns that he tells her the story. They, they're, they're each sent into the market with one silver to purchase the babe. And slay it. Find a, no, find a wailing of, newborn right. and kill it before and its mother's And so Danny eyes. says, you only pay the mother a silver, and she is then informed, because you're a stupid, stupid bitch, Lesterosi according to whore, yeah. that the, the silver is for the slave master. It's not for the mother. It's for the child's owner, not the mother. Woo! Yeah, in this way, we make sure there is no weakness left in them. But the dogs are harder. 
The dogs are harder. I'm done. Fucking, I'm fucking done. done. Fuck this. Let's go. Burn like... Astapor to the <laughs> ground, Danny. Done. No, this is disgusting, and I hate it, and it breaks my fucking heart because I just want to give every unsullied member a hug. A big old hug. And just... Give Not a, a group hug. Give them a Each puppy one, an individual. And make sure that they you don't You never harm have it. to kill you this. Don't harm I it. promise you. It will love you forever. I think that the, like, good on Danny for doing what she's doing. But I think the first thing that she should do when she takes control of the Unsullied is give them all a fucking puppy. <laughs> and just be like, love them. You will not have to kill them ever, I promise. So listen to this bullshit manipulation. We give each boy a puppy on the day that he is cut. So, you know, the day something traumatic happens to him and his balls and dick are cut off, we give him a dog to love and care for. At the end of the first year, he is required to strangle it. Any who cannot are killed. That's it. Just fucking strangle it. Have a I Am Legend moment in the bathtub with your fucking dog. Tap, tap, tap. Ours tan white beard. Tap, 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 Sir tap, Barry tap. the Bold is not happy with this turn of events. He does not like that. He does You don't fuck with Barry's puppies, okay? They are soldiers, and that is all. There are currently 8,000 currently trained and prepared. You must set your own officers. Sword, shield, spear, sandals, quilted tunic are included, as are the capped spikes. And so Danny asks Arston, what do you think? And there is a vehement no. And Danny asks why, telling him to speak freely. And he says that slavery is an abomination, your grace. If you land in Westeros heading a slave army, good men will turn against you. And when the time comes to raise your banners, half of Westeros will be with you. Is that? That's wishful fucking thinking. I, it's, I think it's like blind thinking. He's just so... He's having that nostalgic remembrance of those good, the golden days, you know, because he does say the people loved Rhaegar because she doesn't, she's not sure. Like, are you sure they're going to do that? And he says, people loved your brother. And she mentions her father. And my father. And, and he even says, it was time of peace. Like, for the majority of his rule, he ruled wisely. It wasn't until he went fucking off his rocker that, you know, we all think Bran whispered and twisted his little fucking mind like he does Hodor. Valerio can keep you safe while your dragons grow. And it's just, it's an odd thing to be advising, I think, for a dragon. Like, Danny is a, a dragon, and let someone, let this fat, pampered merchant keep you I, safe while your dragons grow. I think it's a funny... Uh, <laughs> oh, excuse me. I think it's a tactical blunder. on Because um, I think it's there's wisdom in what he's saying. Right, I get the slave army bit that he's... I like the... Against, The but... let the dragon grow... But I think she is growing Fuck in, yeah. with this yeah. because she's taking his advice. She's considering it, listening to what he has to say. And she, I think, grasps I love better. how none, no one, like Arston's thought isn't, she's going to free these people. It's right. she, she's, she's gonna going to buy them to lead them as slaves and, lead the and ruling not party. buy them, free them, and, and give them And that's where I think she's got that grown, like, because that's what he, I think it is a wise decision to let the dragons grow. But I think that for also sure, for sure. correlates with her as well right, as a right, dragon. Right, 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 right. She also needs to grow, and this is showing the the depth of her growth. Well, right, Arston hasn't been there for book one and two right, where exactly. she saw Drogo die. Danny has grown significantly, and, and this plot here exactly. shows it. She's and that's wise. what I think is so important is that 
even Jorah doesn't know. They, none of them right. know the plot that she's doing. They understand that she speaks and get what he's saying. And she's consulting him. What are your thoughts on it? But and yeah, she, taking it into account. Yeah. She has a better understanding of what's going on because of the the plot that she's constructing in her mind. And I think it's fucking wonderful. Yeah. Krasnus tells her to hurry it along, basically mocking her, saying even she doesn't make the choice. See, she has to go to a man. But he says, hurry along. There's there's other buyers that are interested. And then he also offers her a night of absolute fucking delights of licking honey off of her tits or his tits or whoever's tits. But Danny declines, saying that she has a bear above Balerion and she must return or he'll be fiercely angry. There's not a honey in this world delicious enough to get me to lick it off of his tits. There's not really anything that could tempt me to want to lick anything off of Krasnus. Yeah. N- nothing. Nope. No amount of money. Nope. Um, so, yeah, Danny thanks them, leaves, and takes Arston's arm as she's led away and her blood riders fall in. And inside her let- litter, she stays by the curtain wanting to see and take a look at the city. Yeah, so we do get a description of, like, the Giscari, uh outfits, hairstyles, how outlandish they are, but pale. Is that what I recall? It's a queer city, she thinks, even to her. So many bricks, so old and crumbling. And it's old, but not as populated. It's very, it's almost empty. Right. Um, I think it's funny because she had just left uh, before this, uh, cars. Yeah. And before that, she was in the city of bones there, that fucking empty, desolate little city, and to go from this fake populated city of Karth where it's a bunch of bullshit. Everything and, is and, uh, an illusion. Um, I mean, to... we know that uh, Hisdar, or not Hisdar, that's fucking, that's later on. <laughs> What's his face there that uh, was offered? Zaro. Zaro. He had legitimate... Gold Power. for her, yeah. And shit. But he and was like, a fuck boy. But the right, he was a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, she just keeps getting these false things. But now we have like a they're up front, but the place is empty. Mm-hmm. It's still desolate here, and there's not much going yeah, on. Yeah, her blood riders are sort of cracking their whips in the air to get people to clear the air in front. And Danny leans out and tells them, "Not here. This this place has seen enough cracking of whips." And, uh. Slaves end up passing by. They have to take a minute, and Danny's taking in the city, and we get this fucking brilliant line from Arston, Barristan, who says, Bricks and blood built Astapor, and bricks and blood her people. And he tells her that that was an old rhyme he used to hear about them, and Danny thinks it's true because there's red dust even that just hangs everywhere from the crumbling bricks. It's Everything seems to be coated in this red blood-like imagery of... This is a city that's bled to be as old as it is. And even that, again, I think back to the mongrel comparison. It's a mongrel of the empire of old geese. Yeah. This used to be much more regal and holy majestic and majestic and, and, and revered. And this is a, a, an image of its former self. And again, I think just a an image of what Danny could bring. You could just end up being a reflection. You could be a mad... Your your father. It's just that pale imitation of Aegon be, yeah, the Conqueror. Yeah. Uh, she, Barry, because she mentions that, jo- well, Jorah thinks it's a good idea, and she he reminds her, like, Jorah was fucking banished for slaving. Yeah, he like, tells her to leave this night. This like, very night. Get the fuck and, yeah, out. Yeah, and he's it's like, not cool she's here. like, well, Jorah thinks, yeah, that this is a good idea. And he's and... like, just get sell swords. Like, if you're going to buy an army, buy sell swords. There's no 
Like, that's expected in war. Go and buy what you can yeah, afford on your side. Yeah, he tells her it's better to show up a beggar than a slaver. And she gets pissed and yeah. says, spoken like someone who's never been either. Like, I know what it was like to be sold by my brother to Khal Drogo. Do you know what the fuck that's like, Arston Whitebeard? And he's like, my grace, if I offended you, and she pats his liver I love hand. this moment because she goes, she, she thinks she likes him. Yeah, like, yeah. well, like, she's like, I only have a dragon's temper. You mustn't let it frighten you. And he <laughs> smiles and he says, I'll try to remember that. And, yeah, she realizes that he does have this calm, grandfatherly yeah, demeanor she, she that likes she likes him. him. Is that why... Jora doesn't. Jorah is it because there's a man vying for my confidant, for I my think it's affection? Both. I think it's the fact that, A, um, Arstan fucking gives it to Jorah. He doesn't take his bullshit, and he warns Danny against him. But at the same time, it's another man that Danny is now showing attention to, mm-hmm. even if there's no actual affection. It's more a father-daughter relationship than right. a lover relationship. Which... If Jorah right. stuck to Could that, still be right. If you just stuck to that instead of getting creepy, fondling, fucking Absolutely gross, rapey, the, I love you. I will give my life for you. You could have been a badass, right. like in show, right? But no, you got fucking weird about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so she thinks of Jorah's rape kiss and thinks that he should not have done that. And then since then, she's made sure not to be alone with him. But she thinks that it did awaken some things in her, and this is where we get the eerie finger blasting scene of she awoke one night and was feeling it and started going to town on herself eerie woke up and helped her out as handmaidens tend to do in these circumstances eerie was like yo i'm i'm happy to take care of this problem and it was just it was just a job for eerie because she she does it danny finishes and then eerie rolls over goes back to danny while a was embarrassed b it wasn't for her. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... Like, she, it was good to get that relief out, but she still thinks that she misses fucking... It's Drogo she wanted. Yeah. That was why she was horny in the first place. It was... It, Jorah's kiss just reminded her what it was like to be kissed and made her think of Drogo right. kissing her and tasting the salt and the blood on his lips. And, right, she she remembered her husband, and so Eerie helped her body orgasm, but it wasn't Drogo, and that's what she wanted. It's not Jorah. It's not anybody else. So if they get back to the boat and are greeted by Belwas, I I love love Belwas. He offers her some dog dog meat, Little Queen. Very good here in the city. And she's like, no, thank you, Belwas. She's eaten dog before, but the thought of the Unsullied's dogs just turn her gut. And Jorah awaits her, and he asks if she found what she was looking for and she explains the unsullied and she's like an army of eunuchs is what you would want and she fucking yaks slaps him right Whack. across the face yeah yo get it and he's oh, my queen did i if i offended and Shut she's the fuck up she says if you were my true knight you would have never brought me to this vile sty or kissed me she thinks or looked at my breasts so hard pause 2 minutes ago Barry the bold was like my queen if I offended you in any way. And she pats his hands and says, no. I have a dragon, dragon center, center, yep. Jorah right now says, my queen. Like, after getting struck, my queen, if I offended. No, shut the fuck up. Well, you shut your he's fucking mouth. So no, I lo- I'm just, yeah, I love yeah, that, right. like, that breakdown and switch of trust. Oh, for right, for like, sure, it's yeah. so no, good with Arston, it's an apology mm-hmm. of, you know, I, I, I asked for your honest counsel. You gave it. And I, I appreciate and, and it. And I don't mean to snap at you. I just, it's a lot to take in. Jorah, it's... You've crossed way too many lines, and now to bring me here and 
the reasoning behind her saying that bringing me to this vile sty is also great. But Jorah says, we'll leave. We'll sail this evening. I'll tell him, let's go now. And she says, no, because, uh, and now at this point, everyone's watching them since the slap. Danny says, I want to, I want to go. I want to leave this second. But there are 8,000 unsullied. And now, thanks to you, I have to find a way to free them. And she goes below decks. And I love that. Because essentially she's saying, if I didn't know that these people were slaves and trained this brutally, having to murder an infant, having that's 8,000 unsullied. That's 8,000 murdered infants, 8,000 murdered dogs. Right. And that's just this group, group that's right. for sale. And so, yeah, it's now I'm aware of it. I can't turn away from this and not do something about this situation. This is fucking disgusting. This place is a vile sty of this cog right. in the wheel of slavery. And because of you now, because of this brilliant idea to buy this army, I now have to have to because I can't walk away from this because it's so horrible. So she goes below. And her dragons are restless because she's had them below decks, even though she was kind of worried about it. That, and I think they also like to mirror her mood, and she's Correct. fired up, and so they're also fired up. They had tried to escape. Drogon bit Eerie, and Eerie's cool with it. She's like, they don't like the Black Salt Sea, Khaleesi. It is okay. Which, like, fucking Christ, these handmaidens, dude. Like, they're the coolest bitches in the world. And Danny tells, that, uh, tells Eerie that what happened the other night uh, the, the the helping hand or fingers that she gave to Danny is an anomaly. It won't be happening again. And at this, like, Eerie's like, I, it, it is what we do. Like, it's no biggie. I could do it now. And Danny's like, please just leave me alone. Like, please just stop. I want to I wanna be, be alone. You don't have consent. And so <laughs> she spends some time, and then at dusk she goes back up to look at the city. And it's beautiful scenery, all the, the lights and everything asked for. You Isn't can it truly lovely? feel the history. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Jorah approaches her. And says, asks if he can speak, and she, <sighs> she says yes. And he says, Aegon the dragon was not handed his crown, your queen, my queen. You must win it as he did, with steel and dragon fire. And she thinks, blood and fire. The blood of my enemies I will gladly shed. The blood of innocence is another matter. Hard pause again. I will gla- the, the blood of my enemies I will gladly shed. The blood of the innocence is another matter. It's not unspeakable. It's not unfathomable. It's just another matter. So she won't gladly kill right. innocents, but... But it's not. That's another thought. Left yeah. hanging. Yeah. And uh, he says that the Unsullied will listen to you. Only kill those you want dead. And she's, she's kind of pondering for a minute, and she thinks, why haven't the Dothraki attacked Astapor? Seems perfect pickings. And he say, Jar breaks it down. One. Against the Unsullied, it'd be a hell of a fight. Any army trying to take this city. And two, what good are slaves once you've killed the slavers? And the Dothraki deal in slaves. And the Harpies give gifts to the passing calls. It's much cheaper to them for right. them than fighting. And I think that that right there, what he just said, is a big deciding factor Break on what she does. Right. Well, if they're... If there's no if I buy the slaves and free them, so there's no slaves, and kill the slavers, then the whole fucking operation's out of order, right? right? So then the no the, one's the, making the slaves. There's no more slaves that were made. This is the he last. Plants the idea right there. 
of the breaking, the, this, uh, breaking, breaking the slavery. The wheel. Yeah, right. The overall concept ending slavery. Of I think that that right there is the that's the idea being planted for her for the long like I'm freeing slaves. I'm doing this is because he said that shit right there. So she asks if men followed Rhaegar because he paid them or because they believed in him. And Jorah just basically says, like, yeah, he had a lot of people supporting him, but he lost on the trident, my queen. Rhaegar fought valiantly. Rhaegar fought honorably. And Rhaegar died. And (laughs) this is one of those quotes that I think is giving a lot more significance, but isn't really, like, touched upon. That Jorah's basically saying here... We need to go into this war with fucking pocket sand ready. We Dude, need to we fight need to go dirty. dishonorably as and, fuck. Right, like, we need to win, not worry about playing the game. We need to fucking win to see you on the throne, not appeal to this high lord's court and that high lord's court. Buy your fucking armies, stomp all over their castles, and take that fucking throne. Now, again, just like I said with Barry earlier, there's wisdom to this. It's 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 almost it's basically what you would wish every person in the series would do of stop following it's Aegon. these That's games. what Aegon did. He came in, landed and was and like, "No. Stirred the pot. You're going to yeah. fucking you're going to w- follow me. Right. I'm your king." Neil. No. Burned. Aegon broke the first Going wheel. Going to you. Right. Next. Uh, you're going to fucking kneel for me. No, burn. And then it just fell into place. Right. People like Danny who have, and, and that's what Jorah's appeal, and I think Arsene's, and all these people that are drawn to her, people like Danny appear once in three generations, four generations, people that can truly change the world for good or ill. And so it's this Aegon come again, but what direction is she going to go? Right. And for Danny, I think that's still a question mark, but. Yeah, I, I thought it was super interesting that here she's getting Arston, the honorable of the honorable. Don't buy slaves. The lords go to the lords, appeal to them. They'll yeah, raise she's got banners. her little angel and devil. And on she's her got Jorah who's saying, buy the slaves, then free them. Then they only kill who you want them to. Or he doesn't say free them. He basically says keep them as slaves, but then use well, them only, to right. The, they're they're the sword that you decide where it goes, and. Rhaegar did things the noble way, the honorable way, and he died for it. You're so, right. hell of a Danny too, and a good one Only to come back. Danny too. Right. And so uh, we'll convene our small council, get some inductees, and read some listener inductees as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tap tap tap. It's time for the small council. <laughs> That's how I'm getting into this. Cool. What up? Welcome to our small council, where we're going to read your inductees, give our inductees. Do you have an inductee? Yeah. I haven't thought about it. Missande. Hell yeah. I Abby. did think about it, and I was going with Missande. Yeah, she's the most badass in this chapter. Uh, it was either her or Eerie, because, like, Eerie's <laughs> killing it. But, yeah, no, Missande, I love the fact that she's 10, and she's got the eloquence to hear what this fucking brute is spewing and then translate it so elegantly to a person who thinks himself a queen and so it's hell yeah miss and yeah, she yeah. is a vital vital component that danny gets on her side here in the coming chapters so fuck yeah i was excited for miss introduction sweet so i'm gonna change mine from miss since you got her in there we'll get some other ones i'm gonna get the unsullied in there just because the dogs the puppies man it's just the for worst. the puppies it's fucking like, awful it's disgusting yeah I hate it. um i want some of the unsullied to play with aria in king's landing catching cats <laughs> and that kind of business so yeah the unsullied so that they can play with some fucking puppies man yeah those guys need a break <sighs> we also 
have had some inductees sitting in our email for quite a while from some of you. Yes. And so from Julian over in France, his inductee, it's going to be kind of a favorite pattern from this chapter. Whitebeard's tap, tap, tap was a really great idea. I actually imagined him trying to hold off his hatred in disgust by tapping that stick on the floor. So let's bring the stick into the Brotherhood. I'll tap, tap it every time I read Jorah's creepiness from now on. Have a good night there, and all hail Rhaegar. Valar, tap, 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 Eris. I love that one. Yeah, that's a good stick. one. I love the the tap, tap. Nate and I have been tap, tapping each other. Dude, since we read the chapter <laughs> and noted it, it's been great. Thank you, Julian. So next up, we've got some Corey from way up north. He says he's glad to hear the southern voices again. Uh, if he were Danny, he would have chosen Sir Jorah instead of Selmy for the tag-along, because he's a veteran. Uh, we'd think all the slave money coming into Astapor, they would reinvest some to modernize the city... I concur, hire a few stone medicines and architects. It's not like they're short on manpower. Uh, but his inductee should go to the Unsullied for passing that brutal trading. But he chooses Erie for gladly putting in some overtime. Thank you, Corey, from the Dreadfort for writing in. We appreciate it. Lovely. And then we have another one? Yes, we do. We also Ooh, heard from yeah. Karen, who... Says, for her inductee, she kind of feels like Jorah deserves it for his idea for her to pretend not to know the language in that quote. But I'm going to give it to us, uh, and that's the Rhaegar far valiantly, nobly, and died. And But she's going to give it to Rhaegar, who never sold people and could play us a beautiful song on his harp by the fire. All men must die, but we are not men. Thank you, Karen. Thanks, uh, Karen. I love Rhaegar. Yeah. I love Rhaegar so much. I'm a Rhaegar fanboy. He really is. And so I would listen to him play the harp all day long and just be enraptured by his beautiful Targaryen locks. Technically, if I knew anybody that could play the harp very well, I would do that for just about anybody that could play the harp. Yo, the harp is such a fucking cool instrument. Right. And if you can play the harp, you're immediately like 10 points to your coolness level. So Yeah. Uh, thank you all for writing in. Corey, Karen, Julian. So I also wanted to, because it's been a little hiatus, we've got some emails backing up we haven't had a chance to respond to a few of these people that i'm going to shout out are still a ways off from catching up to where we are currently right uh but we want to get them in so krizzle over on twitter wrote in she was a little worried that she hadn't seen episodes coming out we are back and she'll find this eventually right so thanks for writing we're in, in your ear holes again yes. um sarah is always kind right. in writing in um who else am I forgetting? Kristen. And she's going to be a ways back because I think she's still on book one at the moment. Enjoy. But she's been sending us just fucking books of emails. And we read it. Yeah, we've been, everyone... you guys have been actually surprising the fuck out of us with how much the demand for us to come back was. And we read every single one and it only fueled the fire more for us to get in here and record. We have... Not right. at all lost inspiration or motive to do so. We just need to find it's the time. Just, yeah, with the time, and I've uh, now almost finished up my certification. Got that blocked out. Got the we've vehicles, got the time. Got so the expect some Patreon episodes to be coming out. Expect this to be picking back up again, and you can start expecting episodes from us on the reg. And our next episode is going to be Brandon 2. Brand 2. Little Brand Stark. Yeah, man. So he's making his way north. He's heading... Northern Making his way downtown, walking fast. There's faces past, but he's wall-bound. All right. Uh, I think that's it. 
Yeah, check out our socials. Uh, right. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Manners Without Zach's over there at Carstark92. The Song of Madness is going on on Twitter with right. the Davos Fingers, so go check that out. That's always a lot of fun. You can get our Patreon, patreon.com slash Without Manners. We've got a few new patrons on there. I need to pull up their names, too, since oh, we're now right. on Patreon. Uh, so that's going to be... Uh, oh, sorry. Mary. Mary, Mary over there. thank Stephanie. you very so much for your Patreon. And then we've also got... Is that Hannah? Hannah. Hannah. And Hannah. And Hannah, thank Mary you so Mary and Hannah, much. thank you guys. We appreciate you. We yes. see you. And so you guys are awesome. Yep. Check out our website, brotherhoodwithout.com. Leave us rates, reviews, subscribes, all that stuff. Uh, we're on YouTube. Search Brotherhood Without Manners. We're all over there. And again, leave us those uh, reviews. Those are always helpful. Rate this podcast.com slash brotherhood. And you can rate us there. Podbean, Stitcher. I don't know, all the fucking, all the places, all the good places. So we are thrilled to be back, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.